been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you all to another episode of Lounging with Skip. This right here is episode uh, 40, the big 40. Um, yes, sir. I'm sitting here with a man that um, I met some years back. I would probably say maybe uh fall 2001 2002 i know it was after i came back um from being off at school and i was coming yeah. back into the city and i was um you know just trying to make my way around the the, the city on the music tip and uh, i think i was there yeah, it may have been like 2003 and i ran into this guy I think I've met him through DJ Reminisce. I believe he gave mm -hmm. me a copy of the Unchained CD some kind of way. Um, he was like, yeah, you respect for this cat. He's from St. Louis. And I remember listening to the CD and the first thought in my mind was like, man, sound like Bone Crusher, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I, I was like, this is the bone crush of the loop. You know what I'm saying? And but I noticed that uh, you know, he was it was a label represented like a label name under the actual CD. I think at the time that label name was what? Riverfront Records. Riverfront Records. Shout out, shout out to Uncle Noodles. And and that that I thought that name was like, uh, I thought that name was dope for, you know what I'm saying, as far as it being represents St. Louis because I incorporated that with the Riverfront Times. So Riverfront Records, and I was mm -hmm. like, man, this cat's really, this cat right here is because the sound, the quality of everything, it was CDs, it was pressed up. And around that time in St. Louis, you really will run across cats with CDs, you know, maybe with, with just a song on it or it may just be like a bootleg CD with some writing on it. But this was like an actual well put together looking package CD. And so I was impressed by mm -hmm. that. And so I was like, man, well, who is this cat? And it was like, you know, yeah, Rucker Puff. And I think it was somewhere along the lines I ended up running into him. And um, we just connected and built a rapport over the years. And I've seen this man grow. So I want to welcome you all um, to this episode, and I want to welcome. Uh, well, he was. He used to go by Rucker Puff, but now he goes by mm -hmm. Loose Rebel. Um, I want to welcome yeah. Loose Rebel to uh, Lounging with Skip. What's up, my brother? My brother Skip. Yeah. Appreciate you being here, man. With me, you know what I mean? Um, yes, sir. Now, first off, you know you're from St. Louis. Uh, where, like, you were raised? You were born and raised in St. Louis. And what part of St. Louis? Were you born and raised in? Uh, I grew up in a neighborhood called The Pastures. Some people call it High View. It was kind of like a subsidized neighborhood, kind of like Kenlock, um, Pagedale, uh, Meacham Park, all of these different neighborhoods. Uh, Elmwood, High View was one of them. It was kind of like one of those areas where your parents lived in the projects and they had the opportunity to live in a county. So they got like some subsidized living for a uh, lower income housing. So it was in a county by Northwest Plaza and it's, it's a legendary hood and it's called the pastures. And that's where I was kind of born and raised. And the whole Rucker Puff thing was kind of like when I moved to uh, Spanish Lake, 
which we call the lake now. Uh, and that's kind of like where the whole Rucker Puff thing uh, came tell me this. Um, so back in the day, growing up, what musically uh, it was intriguing to you, which, you know, spawned the thought of, you know, I want to maybe do music or, you know, just the interest of what music was. What was it for you? Um, I've always been um, infatuated with music and always loved music. My dad used to always listen to country music in his bands. He was one of the hoodest, hoodest cats I know, but he always in his Mercedes, he played uh, country music. Um, you know, I, I like literally journey. country music. Yeah, he liked country music. He always liked country music. We listened wow. to 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 Journey. 80s rock and then we also you know he was always playing nwa run dmc stuff like that which run dmc was actually well, one of the first concerts that i attended and i had a friend uh in the neighborhood they used to cut my hair do the name marcus you know shout out to marcus he was the only person that i knew that was actually going to the studio and that was really recording and having his tapes and stuff and me and my best friend we all like damn like marcus would be straight recording and what, and what, got what, tapes and we this had to be early 90s. So this had to be like 94, 95, maybe. Might be later than that. 96, somewhere up in there. But, uh, you know, he inspired us to really, really go ahead and do the rap. Because at first, we was just more like dancing, singing. You know what right. I'm saying? That, that was the boy, the era. Now, tell me this. Um, what high school, what, well, first off, what grade school did you go to? Uh, I every All the schools that I went to from first grade to, uh, sophomore year was all Pattonville School District. So I went to Briarcrest Elementary. I went to traditional middle school. Then I went to Holman Middle. Then I went to Pattonville. And then some things happened at the crib. Our house got kicked in and we got put out our crib. So we was homeless for uh, like two years. And I had to go live around Castle Point. From there, I went to my cousin's house. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I ended up at Riverview Gardens. Mm. So going to Pattonville, that was like majority white students at that school, correct? Yeah, but it was a lot of black students because at the time, I don't know if they still have it now, but at the time they had the decent program. So you had so kids getting, bust, bust. getting bust in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Pattonville was like a beautiful mix. You know what I'm saying? Now, Riverview was straight hood, right. but Pattonville was definitely like, definitely more white students, but it was like, I would say probably 60, 40, 70, 30 at the time, 65, 35, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, now during this period, um, what music were you gravitated towards? Like going to uh, the Pattonville School District? I think right at that time, I was like really, really loving A-Ball and MJG. Um, I was, I, I've always just listened to everything, Skip, to be honest. like. I've never been really like closed mind. Hold on, Yogi, damn dog. I've never been really like closed mind on one genre. I never, uh, my bad. I've never been really closed mind on one genre of music. So I've always been, you know, just love all kind of music. So I, I just think that I, I didn't, um, I just think back then I was afraid to, um, to be, fully who I was, you know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people go through that and a lot of people experience that, not just me, I'm just okay with admitting it. But a lot of people are way more talented than what they believe, but they are afraid to tap into those yeah. other and that's, things. And that's what I'm saying, saying. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna get to that. I'm just, you know, wanna, wanna trigger into um, 
the space you were in at that time period in your life, um, some of the reasons and the things and of, of why you're doing what it is you're doing today. Um, but tapping into I was that, nigga. I mean, really, yeah, just a hood nigga, regular hood nigga. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Kind of listening to it all. But your father, yeah, listen to hood nigga. Your father was tuned in to the country music, so you were getting that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, once you got to Pattonville, and then you left there, and then you went to Riverview. This is when you began to kind of see your homeboy that was cutting your hair, him making tapes and doing all that. And then what happened right. from there? Uh, from there, like I now, said, now around inspired what, us to around go what to year was that? Around what year was this? This was still, this was like early 90s still. So this was really like before I really got in high school, I'm gonna say, cause I think we recorded that first record around like eighth grade of middle school. Mm. Or maybe in seventh grade, somewhere around there, we actually recorded the first song at Six Flags. You remember Six Flags used to have a studio in it? Yeah, yeah. And we recorded the song. Yeah, we recorded the first song at Six Flags, and we came back to the hood with our tape. And nigga, I ain't stopped since. Mm. So how did that feel hearing now what what beat did you use and things of that nature? Um yeah, it was. I don't know where we got that beat from because at the time we didn't have no producer or nothing. We was like very, very new. Um, so I'm not really, I don't really remember where we got the beat from. But man, we got the beat. We all, you know, me, my cousin, my best friend, we had a verse of peace and we got on that bitch dog. And like I say, man, from there, just a nigga just never stopped. You know what I'm saying? Now, how, how, how did it feel bringing that back, you know, saying to the crib? You all, I know you all, all three of y'all had copies. And now you all letting people hear that. How did that feel actually putting that tape in and hearing your voice in them speakers, coming out them speakers? It's like sex for the first time. <laughs> right. And you just want yeah. to keep hearing it over and over and over again, like. <laughs> like, oh, I got to do that again. And um, yeah, man, just kind of get, uh, I have an, I, I have a, I have an addiction to music and I have a, I have a different relationship with uh, when it comes to music and records. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I feel the music different than most artists or some artists. You know what I'm saying? I can feel the instruments in a, in a, in a beat. You know what I mean? So moving forward, that's how I knew that I was going to be more than just a rapper. Now, during this time, okay, you recorded, you know what I'm saying, your first recording, eighth grade. Now you're going into high school. What was your next memory of what it was that, that you were recording? Were the other two guys that were with you, did they continue recording or was it more so just you? Kind of uh, I was, Yeah, I was in a group for a long time and it was also like a, a group, but then we was throwing parties and then we added people to it. So it was like a click. We went by POG. So anybody that graduated around that 97 to 2004 ish era you probably was familiar with pog we was throwing all the parties club imperial club legit you know what i'm saying we had the it was cracking so we kind of turned into not just music it turned into kind of like sort of like a gang almost too so from that time i just remember i was really heavily into the battle rap and i actually uh some years later i had if you remember that hbo blaze battle thing when it came to st louis me and another uh, artist that ended up signing with with Dirty Entertainment, which is Goob Thug, 
we end up tying for the Blaze Battle. Okay. Okay. Rapper in the Blaze Battle from Big Wheel to Julay. I think Julay was in it. It was like 50 rappers. And me and me and Gooby Thug ended up being the last two standing. And I really beat Goo Thug. Shout out to Goo Thug. Free Goo Thug. I really did beat him. But I think the way it happened was it was so, Wellston was so deep in there that they thought, they was like, if we do not let this nigga at least tie, Wellston gonna turn this motherfucker down. It was at the spotlight. So, 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 so it's money. Did you end up graduating from high school? Yeah, I graduated from high school. I ended up graduating from Riverview Gardens. Uh, went to college, went to a black college. Shout out to uh, Lane. Lane, went to Lane down in Jackson, Tennessee. Okay. Now, yep, Lane. Now, now in high school, were you involved in any sports, any mute, any band, or any choir classes, or anything musically? Were you involved in at school? Yeah, um, I, I played football at Pattonville. You know what I'm saying? Because football was like my main thing too. It was like music and football. I was like, go to the NFL, sell dope be a school teacher and be a rapper. Like, I don't know how that shit, that shit don't mix, but that was what I, was, I know. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I thought. So, mm. um, yeah, I was definitely, like the way I am passionate about music, I was definitely always been passionate about football the same way, but, and I really regret it. What ended up happening was when I had to switch and go to Riverview for uh, the second semester, sophomore year, I just felt like, uh, I felt like Coach Sunkin wasn't gonna start me, and I just couldn't fathom sitting on the bench. So I didn't, I didn't try out, didn't play, which is a mistake. And I should have played because '99 was shit. That's when they won state, state. You know what I'm saying? Riverview won state that year. Wow. And I, I feel like I should have been on that. How you feel about that when they won and you wasn't there? I, I mean, I still feel great about it because it was like shit. I'm a Ram now. I ain't no pirate no more. I'm a Ram. My school just won state, and I was throwing throwing the parties for them anyway. So I remember having a big stripper party for the team, and you know what I'm saying. And uh, so and just to bring up another, parties, you was throwing stripper parties in high school. Yes, sir. Oh, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. it was a little legendary. Fun. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I had. I had strippers at every high school down there in St. Louis, in North County for sure. Mm. Yeah, and we was throwing strip parties for the, so basically what we would do, Skip, is uh, we would have the regular party at Club Imperial, Club Legit, and then after the party, I would sell these VIPs where you do, we had an ice cream after party. The ice cream after party, we had the strippers, you know what I'm saying? Now keep in mind, all of us was in high school, so the strippers was in high school too. And then if you had a little bit of extra money, you get a super duper VIP. And a super duper VIP, we just can't talk about it on, on probably on your podcast. Cause that, you that probably you can. You can. you can. Oh, oh well. Yeah, yeah. You can. I mean, it's, it's whatever. So super, duper, super duper VIP, you got a little extra for your left. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah, and that's the past, man. But once I have my, my babies, my I have my daughters. I, I pretty much yeah. cut that part of my life out. Now, 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 in high school, were you recording projects? Were you recording songs? And if you know, how many songs did you record? Like, what was that process like during your high school years of music recording process? Yeah, I recorded music, but I was in a group. So the, uh, you know, we pretty much everything that I had did in high school was pretty much as a group. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I didn't, I didn't become a solo artist and become like 2000, 2001. 
Right. So I'm saying like, so so you all as a group were recording songs. Were you all selling those songs? Yeah. Those tapes around school, those CDs around school? Like, was it? Yeah. Yeah. We were selling CDs at school, selling tapes at school. You know what I'm saying? We changed the name a few times, shifted in a member or two a few times. You know what I'm saying? Uh, were you all just, performing? You know, uh, were you all performing live? Uh, our biggest performance that we was doing in high school was the was the legendary. Let me put legendary in front of this Riverview Talent Show, mm. the best talent show ever. Mm. Riverview Talent Show was like a fucking concert. You know what I'm saying? If you if you ever attended one, uh, so that's pretty much was like you know the big thing that we was always gearing up to do is the Riverview Talent Show. Mm. Okay. Now at this time, now you're graduating. I want to also know what is it. Because somewhere along the lines in there, it's a spirit within you of, I got to get it, you know, no matter what. And I got to get it as far as promoting, hustling this music, hustling these parties, hustling. Where did that particular spirit within you fester up to where you was just kind of had started off with this go get it attitude at such an early age in your life? And that come from my from my dad and my uncles, man. My shout out my uncle Jimmy, shout out my dad, cause I ain't never seen them do nothing but hustle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and, and uh, all my daddy friends and everybody, did, I, I grew up around OGs and, and niggas with money. Just to be honest, you know what I'm saying? A bunch of dope dealers. It's, it's who grown me. I was growing dope dealers. So it's like I just basically took you know that mentality. And in the beginning, it wasn't positive, but you know, pretty much just stirred it in a direction that made it positive. But the go get attitude to answer your question, it come from my my uncles and my surroundings and my dad. Dope, dope, dope. And that's why as the years went by and you know, the older you became and the more out there you became with your music, every time I would go to one of your events, your dad was always there. You know what I'm saying? He's always there yeah. like supporting it, whether he's working security or you know what I mean? And I always thought that yeah. was dope. You know what I mean? I always thought that was dope. Like, man, his dad's here just chilling. Like, just, you know what I'm saying? Not too many people's fathers or, you know what I'm saying, would be at their son's events, seeing their son up on stage going crazy and cut, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that's when I was like, okay, he, he got a support system behind him that's keeping that energy within him driving forward. Um, when you went off to college, what was that transition like for you leaving St. Louis going down to Lane? It was very difficult because shit, at that time I was popping in St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Not as Rucker Pub, but just popping, period. Like we had parties, I had strippers. It's like I had a car. I'd left all that to go to Lane and you know, at Lane, freshmen couldn't drive and it was like it was just different. Well, then I had just had go. my daughter that uh, my grandmother always pretty much, it was always like a thing, Every all us, even all my cousins, we all went to the same college. So it was just something that my, my grandma always was like, y'all going to Lane? And we just kind of follow suit, we going to Lane. And, you know, uh, so it was it was definitely a difference. Mm. So, so being there, did you, was you in, doing music or, or your mind was basically back in St. Louis still? My mind was in St. Louis and my mind was tripping off my baby mama and my mind was tripping off my daughter because I had just had a daughter. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? I was like, I need to be home taking care of my baby, which she was still taking care of because my parents have always supported, you know, me and all my endeavors. Uh, thank God for them. So they, they, it ain't like my baby mama didn't have to like raise her by herself because my mama didn't probably had her more than she did in real life. But, uh, 
Yeah, it was just, it was back in St. Louis, but I did do music. I met a lot of brothers from Memphis. I used to go to Memphis on the weekends and you know what I'm saying? Ended up learning a lot about, about South Memphis, North Memphis, and you know what I mean? Met a lot of good people. So yeah, they definitely showed me love. And then once I got a little more comfortable second semester, I ended up throwing a few parties down there and bringing my St. Louis. So I, I do, I do. I wish I would have stayed and graduated. You know what I'm saying? It was really no reason for me not to, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I do regret that because I should have a college degree. I should have had it. You know what I mean? Just And it's not because I felt like I needed the degree for job opportunity. I just felt like it was something I would have had liked to show my kids that I accomplished. You what, know what I'm saying? Did you have a, a major that you went to school with in mind? Well, yeah. Remember I told you a couple minutes ago is I thought I was going to play football, be a rapper, be a teacher, and sell dope. You know what I'm saying? So this is so, a teacher. This is a teacher. He wanted to be yeah, a teacher. Yeah. But I'm a but I'm a teacher now. So God God worked it out. I am a teacher now in the normal course. course. But you wanted to go to school to actually have a degree in teaching, so to speak. Yeah. The paper. So I can show my kids one day, hey, look, I graduated, I did all the stuff, and I still, you know, went and graduated. But that wasn't my path, man. He had something else True. for me. And True. uh True. you know, that's just how to I'm I'm curious to know how'd you get the name Ruckapuff? Where did that come come from? Uh, my my in the streets, people called me Puff. It was a Joan, the dude named Mario Mondane used to call me Puff as a Joan, you know, Puff like fat Puff. <laughs> and uh, then I uh, I, I, I they called me Puff so much, I just kept Puff. So Puff ended up being my hood name. And then I was going, I was going by Ruckus for a minute when I was going through this weird transition of being a solo artist. And I was like, well, I'm gonna be Ruckus, and Ruckus just sounds so plain, and I just sitting on the toilet one day and I put it together Rucker Puff so it's Ruckus and then Puff and I just put it together Rucker Puff Rucker Puff now when did you leave Lane and come back to St. Louis uh that summer I only stayed at Lane for one year and when you came back that summer what was it 02 01 something like that 01 I went to Flow Valley didn't okay. do no work bullshit it off <laughs> Went I, went flow flow, I went to flow too. My my uh when I when I went when I first graduated from high school, I went to flow right after, man. Yeah. yeah. It's just one big. Yeah, one big I ain't, I bullshit. So all the only thing I did was shit was smashing chicks up there and, and battling. <laughs> we go outside that big building and battle. Yeah. So I, I met a lot of brothers there, like Fritz and A Verb and Knox and Verb didn't even go there, but he was just up there rapping too. For real. And um. Yeah, and I got real cool with them. And then for a second, I was like, fuck it, I ain't even gonna rap. I was gonna manage Verb and Knox. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I started trying to help them and kind of like be the P. Diddy and Knox, push them. Knox? Yeah, Verb and Knox. Yeah, Knox, uh, Ky dude, dude, dude named Kyrie, uh, him and Verb used to kind of be in a group together. They got a mixtape that's fucking legendary. Uh, he got he to gotta find that shit and put it out. But um, I was gonna do that and then we was doing a mixtape with all of us on it. Um, I started this thing, new movement called Supreme Team. Mm, okay. And, yeah. uh, everybody was on the mixtape, Verb was on there, everybody was on there. And the first rap that I did was, uh, remember that Lose Yourself by Eminem? Yeah. Okay, I spit a verse to that, and I was like, nigga, fuck this shit, I'm back. Mm. Right, shit. I started the Rucker Puff shit and went yeah, full man, blast. During, during this period in St. Louis, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta remember, you know what I'm saying? Nelly already came out the gate. Um, Chingy was on his way. 
come about to come out with that summer of 2003. Um, you know, we had songs on the radio. I said, now nah, Nikki, we had all these songs, you know what I'm saying? The whole nine. So St. Louis was like buzzing within. It was a, it was a pop bubbling within its own state. And here you are, you know what I'm saying? Now you, now here you are coming with your shit. Now, um, during that period, where were you going to record? Who, you know what I'm saying? As far as studio, things of that nature. Cause now you need a song um, to prank this music. I was using this dude. I was using this dude named Ray. He had a studio somewhere on the north side, and I recorded that entire first first album. Excuse me, escaped off the chains from this dude basement. Mm. And it was probably about what about good 14, 15 songs on that thing, one. Yep. And the like, whole project I, in this dude basement. And the, and the thing about it was it was a good sounding project, man. So you recorded this basement. How long did it take you to record that album? Uh I don't remember. I can remember working on that project probably like three or four months, man. We was just working. I was just giving them however much money I had and mm-hmm. just uh, locking in and going over there recording. Now see, Every week is now see, That's another thing right there. You stepped up, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, hey man, why don't you throw me some recording? Like, like you, you put your money up, you know what I'm saying? Getting it in. You know, us coming from St. Louis, we seen the, yeah. we seen the, the Master P movement. We seen the no, the, uh, the uh, 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 Hot Boys movement. We seen like, how if you put your money up, certain things could pop off. You know what I'm saying? There's no need to try to, you know what I'm saying, scam yeah, your it, way out of something. Pay for that shit. You know what I mean? It, it, it take money to make money, man. And that everything. You know what I'm saying? Shit. You had to pay to go to barber school, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So, so doing that, um, based in the city, and like I said, now we're going to me running across that CD and the quality of that. What made you want to sign with the riverfront um uh uh the riverfront uh was it records riverfront records what made you want to sign with them to actually put your music out at that particular time versus you just taking your music and distributing it yourself well the way the story goes is i did this uh performance i remember at this hotel and um as soon as I got off stage, it was a black dude and it was a white dude, both of these motherfuckers smoking big ass cigars, and um, which is now my uncle Noodles and my uh, uncle Peppy. Mm. And uh, they seen me perform, and Noodles said he told Peppy, "Hey man, he a star." And um, you know they pretty much signed me. I got to know him, and uh, man, we've been we've been family ever since. Now during that performance, did, did you take off your shirt on stage at that time? At that time, I'm sure I did. Yeah, that's when I was just like, fuck it. I'm fat, I'm black, nigga. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You motherfuckers gonna see me, nigga. I'm gonna, these motherfuckers ain't gonna never forgive me in St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? So I'm coming out in this bitch. I think I had the Mohawk already. I was like, fuck y'all. Fuck what y'all talking about. So I'm getting on, I'm getting out on stage. And you know, I used to get out that motherfucking fuck. Hey, I do all that shit. I ain't give a fuck. Jump on the tables. I'm like, fuck y'all. I'm Real? You know what I mean? Now, these niggas all. Intimidated me here though, Skip. They always have. But the only reason that's been is because a lot of these folks, bro, they just don't know who they are, bro. And I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? And, and to some, some people are motivated by that, and some people fear that. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, this motherfucker love itself. I got a, I got 
$1,000 in my pocket and I hate myself still. Mm. You know what I'm now, saying? Now, now, on the front cover of that album, you had like, then you have like a a, a, a fro? Or yeah, like so a maybe, maybe the Mohawk was not created quite then. You know what I'm saying? If I can remember vividly, it's so long ago, man. My, my brain is so fucked up. But yeah, man. Mohawk, you know, came, Mohawk was definitely a play when, okay, so Riverfront Radio, you dropped that album. It was getting played. I think, you know what I'm saying? I think we had like St. Louis Jams, certain things like that. You had your Supreme Team crew, you know what I'm saying? By this time, it was like, okay, it was like, man, it's like squads going on. And this is when I began to notice you and your squad. Like, okay, that's rough. Yes, sir. And it's squad. Now, during this yes, time, everybody was kind of looking around like, well, who's going to be the next cats coming through? Because we got, you know, we had Chingy, we had Huey, we had uh, Jibs coming through. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 damn, who else was it, man? You know, Pretty Willie was doing his thing. So it's kind of like Cass was really checking core party like everybody yeah man. that's what i'm saying it was so much popping off so everybody's looking like well who's what's the next who's the next guys coming through and i always looked at y'all man because y'all y'all kind of gave off a vibe and an energy of like a black um like a black biker gang so the squad so the beats kind of squad because y'all all wore yeah. the black y'all had the black shades you see what i'm saying y'all buy y'all it, it was it was hype you was like the spearheaded guy of the squad, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I like yeah. the face of it. And so coming through, next thing I know, I'm seeing you on the the music video. You you shooting a music video out in LA, you know what I'm saying, with Mac 10. Now, mm -hmm. what, what year was this? Yeah. I think the Mac 10 situation was like 2006. Um and that was Peppy, one saying. of my business partners. Oh my God, man, the, the energy was, ah, man, you making me think about all this stuff that I don't even think about. That's crazy. Um, But yeah, the energy for that was amazing, man, just being in LA and shit. I, I remember throwing up gang signs, nigga, and goddamn me in the skating rink listening to Full Life by Mac 10. So it was like to turn around and now I'm sitting in his house and hanging out with him and just eating El Pollo Loco with this nigga, like on some regular shit. It was, uh, it was amazing for sure. Well, you know, yeah. the thing about that is, you know what I'm saying, once again, we have to look at when something is embedded in you, there's no turning it away, no matter what you do. So no matter how it was for you drifting off from the music path, you know what I'm saying, having a daughter, going off to school to fulfill the obligation and a dream, something that your grandmother wanted you to do, you were able to come back and continue on your path, which led you into other, you know what I'm saying, positions yeah. that other artists would have loved to have been in. There's artists in St. Louis and even artists around the world during that time who would have loved to have been in a position where they are, you know what I'm saying, sitting up in MAC-10's crib, eating El Pollo Loco, and about to go shoot a music video that ended yes, up landing on the uh the uh what was it the um the movie with Tyrese and Megan Good. Come yeah, on, Wait Deep Sopranos. Uh, the NFL, a couple of NFL football games. Come like, on, man, you was yeah, on, man. man. The product placement on that record was. In That's what I'm saying, man. You was one of the cats, man. That that was that that was that was going through the city, yeah. man. When folks was like, man, Rucker Puff, he really getting it cracking. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so were you, were, did Good. you end up signing with Who Banging during that time? Yeah, I was signed to Who Banger for a while, on and off for about three or four years. Uh, and then Mac had got sick. And that's kind of like how the whole thing kind of dissolved. You know what I'm saying? From him being sick. So, yeah. But I mean, like I said, I don't I don't regret that experience at all. I mean, it was it was amazing. You know what I'm saying? It was an amazing experience. And I learned a lot. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's I don't regret part, it. It's all a part of the journey. Now, around 2009, you had worked on a film that was like, I'm pretty sure you can go pull that thing up on YouTube, man, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What's yeah, that Grind called? or Die, that's on, it's on. The movie, um, the first movie that I did is called Grind or Die. And it's on YouTube, you can actually go watch it on YouTube. Uh, and that was just me just stepping out the box, wanting to, wanting to um, expand on my, on my business mind and you know what I'm saying? And just want to do different things, you know what I'm saying? That was kind of like that. That's why, that's puff. That's why I fucked with you. You feel what I'm saying? Like, listen, let me tell you something, man. And I wanna, and I wanna, I wanna tell you this, man. I salute you and I wanna thank you, man, for believing in me, man, because you was coming to the barbershop getting faded by me with the Mohawk, nigga, when I was cutting up in Jamestown Mall. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that was one of, you was one of the few cats. I don't even, I think you may have came to the shop I was in before that, but I know for certain you showed up to Jamestown Mall and was getting cut by me like every Saturday type type of situation for like for months, you feel me? And I look back on that and appreciate that, man, because you really didn't have to yep. do that. Um, and, 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 no. you know, and, and during that time, I was buzzing myself, was, you know what I'm saying, building a name for myself. And so you was like, yo, man, you got some beats. And it's so crazy because I also want to salute you and thank you um, for taking the uh, 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 what I provided for you that I felt that I wanted to hear you on and running with that versus being like, nah, I ain't messing with that. You know what I'm saying? Which ended up being a yep, yep, yep. yeah, You know what I'm saying? And the song was playing with St. Louis Jams. You feel me? Like, yeah. I look back Damn, on all okay. that. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Um, and then you That's used crazy. on that thing. Times. Say what now? Mm hmm I say them was some definitely some good ass times, bro. Real yeah. for real. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that energy of you taking that mindset and doing the actual movie in St. Louis, that in itself was dope because you weren't really you weren't seeing too many people doing that. Once again, like I said, we're stepping back into what is already meant for you, you know what I'm saying, will be for you. What God has for you will be regardless. Now, as we move forward. I, I, I move, yeah, I, you know, as we move forward, I move. So I've been gone from St. Louis for the past 11 years. Now ain't that something I've been gone now 11 years. You know what I'm saying? Come, you know, like coming up. Yeah. So by me, you know, social media, I'm able to see what's going on. And when I'm, what I'm looking at is like a man who's still doing what it is you're doing. Now I'm starting to, well, not now, but before I'm seeing like you touring around, you know what I'm saying? And that's one thing I peeped about you, man. I tell cats, I'm like, don't stay so stagnant in one spot in your city if you creating music. If you go and hit up, if you go, you know, folks want to be like, man, I want to tour and go to Miami and go to this. Well, listen, why don't you hit up all the markets around the city, whether it's a small town and Arkansas, where there's those people, they want to see you. 
You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't mind seeing you, so step out. Kind of, I would they say, so. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I would say more so humble yourself and just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, get get a car and just go do mm -hmm. it. And I and you've been doing that for years, man. And you built up a following on your own from taking that initiative, from taking that jumping out there like fuck it. You know what I mean? I'ma do this regardless. Y'all y'all gonna see me and you build fans from doing that. I also wanna go back and mention, I remember this is when the level of me seeing you as a performer has shifted. Like, oh shit, like this nigga, he's serious. It was uh yeah. <laughs> it, it was a uh, um it was a performance at the Red Sea. Me and my girl at the time, we were there eating upstairs. And as we were upstairs, they were like, Yeah, we got uh artist Ruckerpuff performing. Da, 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 da. And I remember you were you were you were dressed up, you had on like a blazer with the dress shirt, and you had these chains on, and you was you was kind of walking mm -hmm. by the table. And I was like, yo, Puff, man, what's up? And you kind of looked down. He was like, what's up, Skip? Yeah, yeah. And it was like you immediately transitioned from quiet yes, yes. to now here you, you're Rucker Puff now. You feel me? And when I saw that, I was like, damn. Like, he really, like, turned that on, like, right now and really got into a mode. And that let me know, like, yo, this is a, this man's an actor. Like not in a bad way, like all oh, his fake, but like you can really, like actors know how to turn it off and turn it on. And in that moment, you turned it on, nigga. And from there, I was like, okay, he's a for real performer. He really just puts on a show, you know what I'm saying? Versus just yeah. getting up there rapping. And you got up mm -hmm. there and you was wilding out. Appreciate that, bro. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, you get on, I mean, mm -hmm. when you do your shows, you know, you mm -hmm. take the shirt off. I remember when you was doing, what was it the turkey burger or whatever? What's it, a turkey ham or something? Yeah. Yeah, and you was like turkey. And then you just, you just, you just it was, it's like you up there on the stage floating. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I sit. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what in the world? I All that shit. Yeah. Now I want to congratulate you also on on the weight loss, man. What what triggered that in you to want to lose lose the weight? Uh, my dad, man, he um he had got to the point where he he had got you know kind of out of control with his weight, and he had fell down the steps, and uh, him falling down the steps and hurting his leg, you know what I'm saying? It it caused like a whole bunch of other complications. Just a simple broken leg for him turned into this, that, this, that, this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? So that happened to him, man. I was just like, yeah, I don't want to be his age and be like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Bad eating habits. So I just got, I immediately got in the gym and then I just kind of like never stopped. You know what I mean? So I, I started at about 350. I'm at about 240 right now. You know what I'm saying? And I should be, I should probably be smaller, but living though, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, Shit, you know, the ladies take care of me, feed me good, so you know. Hey, listen, to go from, and I feed myself good too. To Honestly. go from 350 to 240, and I noticed like it's not like with some people they yeah. just, like, they work out for a good for a good month, two months, and then they stop. You kind of just stay consistent. You're not like this heavy 
diet guy, but you just kind of made it more I, so of a lifestyle, you know? No, no. It's just a lifestyle. It's just trying to, you know, and, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's one of them things, you know how it is, bro. You just try to do better every day. You just like, now nah, it's just like, now I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to do one sweet a week. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting to the weekend to give me a cake or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of having to have it after every meal. Definitely a battle, dude. It's not easy, but right. hey, it is what it is. You know what I mean? What, 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 uh, what, why the name change? Uh, the name change, uh, basically to simplify, uh, my life change, my music change, my personality change. So I had to change my music. I had to change my name with it. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't like be Rucker Puff and be early morning on a Sunday. Riding slow down one way. I can talk about that as Rucker Puff. I mean, I guess I could, but I just, I'm so attached to my music that I feel like with these records, I had to morph into this new person. So Rucker Puff is still in me. You know what I'm saying? And Rucker Puff is still on me, but Zeus is like a, is like a, 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 a kind of like Shredder and Super Shredder if you're in the Ninja Turtles. Zeus is like, all of the motherfuckers combined. You know what, you know what I'm saying? The Rucker Puff is just like the beginning stages. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like that. Like I said, it becomes more so of like a, you know, an actor, man. It's like you take on that actor. It's like it's like somebody it's like somebody giving you the script. Like, okay, check this out. We're working on we're working on this movie called called Zeus, Zeus Rebel, and you're gonna play Zeus. Here goes the script. And you're like, okay, okay. And now you're at the crib taking on that character to become Zeus Rebel, you feel me? And so now yeah. you're taking on that character. You can always bring, you know, that Rucker Puff back out. But if folks want to hear that, go listen to that old shit. Listen to the new listen stuff. To the old shit. Yes, because at this point now, bro, being in my 30s, you know what I'm saying? It's uh some stuff that I'm not going to talk about. Like I'm not killing nobody on those songs. I'm, I ain't into that. I got too many, too many friends and family members, and too many friends of my friends that that ain't got killed out here or whatever. Then caught a body, then blah blah blue blue blah blah whatever. So it's just like I have no desire to talk about killing nobody that look like me. You know what I'm saying? I just have no desire for for me. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I mean, I ain't, I'm, I'm not a saint. You know what I mean? I still speak from. You know what I'm saying? From my point of view, I still talk about stuff that's probably not the most positive stuff in the world, but I'm just not killing nobody. Now, I just try to stay music for me. I try to not talk about uh, killing nobody, especially killing no black man or or politics. Those are the only two things that I kind of leave out of my music. Right. It was a song I heard. I think it's the uh, what's one called? It was. I was like, yo, this right here is a is a hit on uh, Spotify. It's not the recent one that you released. It was one that you released, like I think maybe. Um, uh, give me a name. Uh, that love, Sunday, energy, and some of the songs I just dropped. Fat boy, drugs. Was it drugs? Maybe. Uh, one of the songs. Here we go. The album is out. It's called Long Way From Home. I'm not sure love, which, love, which love. record it could have been. It's love, love. Yeah, love. Love is the crazy. Yeah, love is going crazy right now. I think it was either love or twerk song. I think it's twerk song. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Twerk song is uh what it is. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just yeah, a record yeah. that I that I did. And uh and the funny thing about Twerk the funny thing about the song is though, you know, it it, it went crazy on TikTok. It got like a thousand videos on TikTok. Like really? just random people all over the world dancing to it. Go look it up and you get some free. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how music travel like that. And I don't even promote the song or do nothing with the song. I don't perform it. I don't do nothing with it. And it's, it kind of just got its own little life. You know what I mean? So tell me this with, with your music. So tell me, this, okay, so I, because I know when you did the name change, then you were like on the verge of signing with uh with Tara Boy, and then that fell through. But then I noticed like, then you dropped another album with the Zeus and then your sound was different. And it's so interesting how you mentioned that you're growing up, your father was listening to country because the music that yeah. you that you that you record under Zeus gives me that country feel. Yeah. And so yeah. consciously, now you're coming back to where you were as a child, but now mm -hmm. as an adult in full mode and sure and confident of yourself and what it is that you're doing to where it doesn't matter what anybody is talking about. You can still come with this twerk song. That's something a rucker puff, rucka puff would have done. But right. you can also come with the mother songs on some country type stuff, which kind of transcends along to another another uh, genre as well as more so than it just being stuck in rap music, which is a smart yeah, Well, lately what I've been calling it um, I call it gumbo skip. Gumbo music is um is what I'm calling the music now, and it's a genre that I'm creating my own genre. And what I want to happen is uh I want you know how you go look at something and it got like a list of the genres. I want for one day for gumbo to be considered a genre because there there are artists like myself in the world that don't do just one thing. So for the artists out there that doesn't do just one thing, that's called gumbo music now. You know what I'm saying? Where you can get out there and you give people a little piece of everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I would feel like if somebody was like, man, you can't do nothing but one thing, that shit would bother me. Now, that's all say this. That's also a gift and that's also a curse. The reason it's a curse because the way the industry works and the suits work, when I say the suits, I'm talking about like the powers that be. Most of them motherfuckers, they want to say, Okay, this is the kind of music you do. This is what it is. We know how to package it. We know how to sell it. Boom. Okay, bye. See you later. They rather have the process like that. But I feel like anytime you're trying to do something magical, magical, when you're trying to create something that can be magical, you just gonna, it's going to always be rougher for you. You know what I'm saying? It's easier, way easier to sign NBA Youngboy than it is to sign Zeus Rebel Waters. Much easier. So like that's why I say it's a gift and it's a curse. You know what I mean? So do you take it upon yourself? Excuse me. Do you take it upon yourself to just distribute your own music yourself versus trying to sign with anybody at this point? Um, for me, it's just about whatever makes sense business-wise. Skip. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ruling out a major record company, and the only reason I'm not moving out, ruling out a major record company, is because I know that they have the connections, and they have, they already have the outlets for me to do all the stuff that I want to do. If I was solely just doing music then I will probably be really more pro-independent and I'm still pro-independent, but I'm trying to do film, TV shows. You know what I'm saying? I want to do, I, I wrote about five or six movies over the, uh, throughout the COVID. Uh, I got a couple TV show ideas that I want to do. So I want to do a lot of different things that obviously I can and will do, you know, without help, but 
with the suits and the powers that be, it just makes it a lot more easier to to make that skyrocket the brand you know make that brand come alive a little faster well you know and on the skills basically well you know the thing about that is you know you never know what god has in store for you just like how you never knew um you know you went to you know school um you you, you know you want to you know when you transition from Pattonville to uh Riverview, you know what I'm saying? You didn't mm-hmm. actually get on the team, you know what I'm saying? You didn't, because you know, you was like, man, I'm cool, it's whatever. And you know what I'm saying? You, you went with that and then you went off to college and you know what I'm saying? Uh, to pursue, you know, a degree, whatever you didn't finish. And you know what I'm saying? You have moments where you regret that, you know what I'm saying? Um, my thing is you don't want to get yourself in a situation from my perspective in a situation with the powers that be that could possibly do things for you and still stagnant leave your career in a stagnant position man you're you're, you're much more powerful than that huh you know what i mean yeah. like you know what i'm saying you're you know you're more of an independent thinker versus being you know what i'm saying uh, a corporate under a corporate uh uh uh, uh you know package system you know what i mean because you what you could feel That's, this week could be different next week yeah yeah in a sense and, and i do understand too that sometimes you you always got to have somebody else that can come in and just help you you know everybody need help it it, it definitely takes a team so so let me say this so it's not probably really specifically about a major company i think the more important piece to what i'm saying for me right now where i'm at it's just about me building the right teammates you know what i'm saying it ain't got nothing to do with the company it's probably just building the right teammates you know what i'm saying and you've been at that for years <laughs> you've been at that for years it's like it's like it's like your brand of you has been like a rock band it's like it's been like okay you know for this yeah in this time period yeah. so-and-so was on the drums playing from you know like when those old rock bands and they have like you read the wikipedia or you like watch their the documentary on their like on they on their career and how so and so played in the band with them for five years and then he left and then somebody else jumped on and played the bands and then he rocked with him until Welcome. for another 10 years and then you know what i'm saying so i don't ever really think that that right team is going to be the right team i think it really just kind of goes with as long as the forefront man is the is the, is the front runner of the of the process can you hear me yeah Hold on, someone. Let me uh, decline this right now. All right, there we go. Cool. You know, the as long as you're the forefront runner of the, you know, the front man of the process. You know, what I'm saying, it don't matter about who's rocking with you and your team. You're the team. This is just my mentality right. of it. You're the team. You know, what I'm saying, I need for you to do this. I need for you to do that. I need for you. And you know what? I need for you to go do this. And it's about them whether or not they gonna go do it. Now, if they go, you know what I'm saying, fuck up and be on some other type of shit, now you know I'm gonna fire your ass. You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you the James Brown of this shit. You feel me? Right. So, as far as right. like, these guys, these guys coming in the room like we're the perfect team, you know what I mean? That's it's not gonna be like that. I think you gotta make the team what it is you make it and you and know that at the end of the day, you're the team. You feel me? Because I like I said, I that's, seen, that's, go ahead. That's a good way to look at it too. I know I was saying that's a good way to look at it also. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I like I said, I seen you from all of this stuff from the, from the very gate. Yeah, you've had people right there with you along the way, 
But at the end of the day, you've been the brain, you've been the mind going forward, the gump, the gumption of a person going forward and moving forward in your process, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just speaking on from the outside yeah. looking in to it. You feel what I'm saying? I don't know the in the inside intricacies of what's going on on the inside of, of your system. But from the outside looking in, that's how I'm seeing it. And as long as that's how I'm seeing it, I'm pretty sure that's how others are seeing it as well. And that's what matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, for me, bro, you know, I, I'm trying to build generational wealth and create a legacy for my daughters and, and their kids when they have them. So it's like, I got the, I, I'm, I'm for real, my motto is P. Diddy, can't stop, won't stop. So we're not gonna stop nothing. It's just about, for me, it's just about working smarter instead of harder. And um, it's not the music. It don't have nothing about to do with the music. It's just growing and learning and tightening up business-wise and tighten a lot of things up. And I, I'm excited, man. I'm in the, I, I feel like I'm in the best part of my career that I've been probably since since Mac 10. Mm. You know okay. what I'm saying? 2004 was amazing. Me too. Seven was amazing. 2011, Turkey Ham dropped. It was amazing. Now, now my old ass got another shot to really, really do something big. And I just, I just, that's why I say, man, it, for me, it's, it's fourth quarter ball on the one yard line. Skip, I just gotta, I gotta score. I can't drop so, the ball. So, so, what are your plans for the next five years? Where do you see yourself for the next, the next, uh, for the, for the next five years, bro? I feel like I can be one of the biggest brands in the world, not just biggest artists, I mean, biggest brands. I feel like I could be that, whether it's film, whether it's, uh, just, you know, music, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's even my other stuff that I'm working on, like my kids programs that I'm working on with my with my nonprofit. I feel like, you know, I feel like God got something in store for me. Uh, I just, I mean, he got something in store for everybody. So that's not like it's just for me, but I feel like but this is, as humans, we gotta be episode. a perceived. What it is about you? Yeah. You're right. Well, I just feel like you just, be in a position to open your eyes, open your heart, and and receive what what he's trying to get you to do, and not be afraid of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Now, for uh, any upcoming artists out there that you know, what I'm saying are fans of Zeus Rebel. Um, what is something that you can give them to keep them inspired and to keep them, you know, moving forward in their career uh, on the music scene? What's some type of information that if they were to, in front of you right now and any other person around out there now that, you know, is on the verge of, you know, wanting to become independent and do their music. What is something of inspirational thoughts that you can give them as far as advice is concerned? Uh, what I always tell people is definitely keep good people around you. You know what I'm saying? Have people that's willing to get out there when it's cold outside and pass out flyers, not people that's just like, hey, what's up, bro? I know the thing on Saturday, it's gonna be me and I got my gear with me. But damn, can you, why you ain't bring your gear to help you pass these motherfucking CDs out last night? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So keep good people around you, uh, stay original. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody is inspired by something. So I get that, but I, I, I feel like you still should always try to stay original and try to stay you. You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like you'll, you'll last longer uh, being you. I mean, shit, I, like I said, Skip, Compared to all these little niggas cracking, I'm, they might look at me like an old man. You know what I'm saying? But shit, I'm 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 shit. <laughs> I'm just as good. In your lane, doing you and enjoy and enjoy doing you. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my I'm in my lane, bro. And I ain't trying to be nobody else. So I'm, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna live forever. You know what I'm saying? 
So uh, music-wise, what do you have uh, next? What's what's coming? Well, the album is all right now. It's called Long Way From Home. It's on all platforms. You can get that right now. Uh, it's an incredible body of work. If you ain't listened to it, Jay, you need to go check it out. I got hip-hop on her, um, kind of gospel, Afro-pop, country, rock. I got different genres of music, like, blended on the whole album. Who, uh, who it's definitely, awesome? it's definitely an awesome body of work. Um, T-Rex did most of the stuff on there. Our producer from St. Louis named T-Rex. Okay, okay. Um, He did most of the stuff. Now, now, when artists, when artists reach out, you know, maybe some artists want to reach out to you, get you on some features, uh, maybe some managers or whoever, how can they reach you and contact you? They can just hit me on Instagram, Zeus Rebel Waters, Z-E-U-S, R-E-B-E-L waters like the water you drink. You can just DM me and uh we make it happen. So hey well Puff man, I appreciate you man for lounging with me, man. You know what I mean? Uh you know, like I said, I seen you um you know, I seen you having your conversations, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo man, let's go and get I saw the podcast, the interview with uh K Tone. You know, so I, me and K Tone going back, I, I known K Tone since like 2001, man. You know what I mean? So I saw that interview. And yeah, I was, from Lincoln. You know what I mean? So I'm, I, you know, I'm very glad and thankful that you uh, came in lounge with me, man. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Skip, man. I gotta come see you next time I'm in LA, bro. We need to miss each other every time, so we gotta make it happen. Good. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll be over here at the studio. For sure, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, All right for sure, bro.